Hello and welcome to the Ambitions Podcast. I'm Lizzie. Today I'm joined by Jared and Ashley as we take a look ahead into the future of the world of work, what it might look like in years to come and how this might affect us. Welcome to you both. I think one word I'm expecting to hear a lot today is technology. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, the most significant impact on the future of the world uh, of the work is and will continue to be the rise of AI and automation. We've seen a rapid change of pace recently and this is likely to continue due in part to the incredible amount of computer power at our disposal. Yeah, it's interesting. Figures vary and whichever report you read quotes a different, um, a different figure. But the Oxford University is widely regarded as a fairly good study. And in the US, they think that f- I think 47% of jobs are at risk of some form of automation within the next 10 or 20 years. But then another report by McKinsey stated that 50% of jobs uh, are already capable of being automated. But automation isn't new. We forget easily the Industrial Revolution. That was probably the first process of automation back in the, the late 1700s or 1800s with Arkwright's Mill, which took us from a, a, a state of cottage industries through to mass production. Uh, Absolutely. Some experts suggest that we're actually at a similar tipping point ahead of what's being considered the fourth industrial revolution or otherwise known as industry 4.0. Yeah, I think the the difference this time is the nature of what's been automated. Up until now, automation has been focused on providing muscle, doing things at greater speed, with greater accuracy and and physical tasks. But now we're seeing automation that potentially can take over things like administration duties, accounting, uh, jobs that require large volumes of data processing. And the other one, which sits outside of that, which is probably at the forefront of everyone's mind, is driving. Uh, Yeah, it's been creeping in for a while. I mean, I think the obvious one is um, self-service checkouts that we see in the supermarkets. They've been around for some time now. And we're also seeing when we order online with places like Ocado and Amazon, you know, it's not always actually a person that picks that order for us anymore. A lot of that is heavily automated. Yeah, yeah. I've seen videos um, of Amazon and Ocado and the, the automation there is incredible. Not, as you say, not in every warehouse, but certainly I think Ocado's in Andover is incredible. Uh, if anyone has an opportunity, Google it, look it up on YouTube. What's noticeable now is the pace of change is picking up significantly. And also... Um, if we think about the, the, the food industry where there's been automation to certain degrees in processing and production, it's been generally conceived that things like fruit picking, particularly soft fruits, are going to be difficult because of the nature of the job. Well, we're getting a step closer now to being able to pick berries, which has always been perceived as a human task. And it won't be long before we're able to automate those sorts of tasks as well. So how do we think this is going to affect the world of work as we know it today? And I know we're not talking necessarily in the very short term. We're perhaps looking today at more of a longer term outlook. Um, but what, what jobs might we expect not to exist in the future? Well, a recent ONS report um, stated that the jobs most at risk were shelf stackers, more elementary roles, bar staff, waiting staff. And they estimated that up to 70% of those jobs would be part or totally at risk of automation. At lowest risk in the same study were some roles in medicine and education. I think an example of that uh, we can see already is um, online courses, online classes, where you have basically have one teacher and, and that can be broadcast into any living room with an internet connection. Uh, these roles were estimated to have an 18 to 20 cent risk of automation. And somewhere in the middle, there's a whole raft of jobs that sits in between those two extremes that are some degree of, of automation. Because I mean, they're never going to do away with doctors, for example. You know, no, how no. could that ever be automated? Absolutely. I think what the general theme is at the moment that it's 
jobs that require uniquely human traits, which presently can't be automated. A computer can't do so. Things like compassion, empathy, sympathy, motivation, leadership, any jobs that require those uniquely human traits are the most difficult to automate. And, and they're probably a focus for the future. If people are, are looking for a career opportunity, then it's worthwhile considering considering those. And what other jobs do you think may cease to exist? Well, I think ex- experts are typically saying it's not necessarily jobs that will exist, but tasks. So so every role perhaps has elements of, of your job that you could automate uh, very easily. The more mundane, repetitive tasks. And if I think about my own work, it might be large volumes of data processing, which I currently sit through and and, and do manually or with Excel, they're the jobs that are perhaps more difficult to uh, automate. But things that require communication, for example, that's never going to be replaced really by a, a robot. Mm. Uh, or, or Not that we can envisage at the moment anyway. No, 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 absolutely. And I say that about the, you know, the uniquely jobs that have uniquely human traits. We never would have thought 20 years ago that driverless cars would have existed. N- now they do. So who's to say in 20 or 30 years we're not going to have some form of a robot that's capable of administering care to an elderly person or, or, or sympathising or empathising. We don't know where this is going to go. Very interestingly, the, the ONS report also stated that it, there is a gender bias in this and that women may be more exposed to automisation because of the roles that they generally tend to do. There's also a geographical aspect to it with the South and London uh, decreased risk of automation yeah. yeah. and AI. Yeah, and there are, there are also differences globally. For example, third world economies perhaps may be at greater risk of automation than, than uh, developed economies like the UK or US. I mean, opinions vary, um, but there's all sorts of things at play, and, and the gender one is an interesting point. Yeah, very interesting. I'd like to know why. <laughs> uh, well, I think in the in the report, it's, it basically states that it's the virtue of the nature of work that they generally tend to do. So I know we're obviously in the world we're trying to get away from that, but currently there are still stereotypes. There are still that. Absolutely, yeah. There's there's a gender bias. Mm. So I couldn't give you a figure on this, but potentially there may be more females employed in administration or secretarial roles, and there, as Ash said earlier, they're at greater risk of automation. So yeah, it is. It seems there's an imbalance on a number of levels. Yeah, definitely interesting. It's interesting though to think about how how jobs might evolve. The industrial revolution shifted employment from cottage industry people working in their village on a farm to rural centres of production and mass production. The, the increase in, in AI and, and automation may see a kind of reversal of, of that. And we might see an increase in the gig economy, for example. So if, if, if a whole role isn't automated, parts of it might be meaning that that job isn't a one FTE job anymore. And you might find that the tasks that are still remain are picked up by somebody that works half their week for one employer, half their week for another, and does it from home uh, at their time and at their at their choosing and I think we might see a kind of reversal of employment in big cities and centralized back to more of a cottage industry and with that I think in a similar way that Amazon's revolutionized retail we might see an increase in cottage industry so greater emphasis placed on artisan producers for example not just of goods but of services so people placing greater greater emphasis on good quality bespoke products or services rather than stuff that's been created by a machine in a factory somewhere. And that's of a consequence of the AI giving us the ability to work from, with, with less restrictions. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it's, a, it's, an, interesting, it's an interesting point, but there's, there's, there's going to be some upheaval. I'm not sure I could predict how it's going to go, but I think 
the way we need to look at it is that upheaval is as much an opportunity uh, as it is a threat. We just need to reconsider how we work and what we do and, and relook at how we work on a day-to-day basis. Definitely, and, and that might mean from um, you know the government, a total revamp of the current legislation framework that we have, for yeah. example. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That's just one factor, I'm yeah. sure, of many. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out in our lifetimes and generations to come, really. Yeah. Um, so in contrast, then, we've talked about what jobs uh, we might expect, or tasks, sorry, to, that we might expect that there'd be a higher level of automation and the knock-on effect that might have. But to contrast, is there going to be a positive to this? Are there going to be certain roles that are going to be quite hot in the future? Yeah, I suppose if you consider hot and in-demand, as we've said, the jobs that require uniquely human traits and typically they're considered to be education and and care those jobs will evolve they will be different but they'll still exist that that's my belief but we don't necessarily know where this is going to go automation and ai solves a potentially big problem care for example is always going to be in high demand as the aging population continues to age i think i read a news article recently where that aging has ceased for a time but inevitably that aging population requires more carers, more health carers. And also we see quite a lot of employers, particularly within manufacturing, have an aging population. And we're going to see great rafts of baby boomers who are retiring over the next 10, 15, 20 years. And there isn't a huge amount of a huge workforce available to replace them. AI could come in at exactly the right time or automation could come in at exactly the right time to replace that, that workforce. Because I know employers are starting to concern themselves greatly with the aging aging workforce as i said education professionals are probably likely to be in demand particularly because there's going to be a huge requirement to educate people in the industry of ai and automation itself um, stem science technology engineering and, and mathematics for example i don't think our education system is that good at teaching those disciplines ai is going to require people to develop to maintain to manage those systems and i think we need to gear ourselves up so education is going to be quite hot but I don't think the roles that are going to be really hot in the future I don't think even we know what they're going to be they're going to be completely different the roles that currently don't exist they're going to be created with the development of the AI and the automation it's like the world that we live in now there are jobs that we couldn't have envisaged 10-15 years ago and I think the pace at which this stuff moves it's virtually impossible for us to predict what those hot jobs are going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, it's in all industries, yeah, yeah. these latest online developments, it's yeah. impossible to see. If I was advising younger generations to prepare for the future world of work, I would really encourage them to consider those soft skills that at the moment I think can't be replicated, to develop those. And that's where, again, educators need to up their game. So teaching people to be better leaders, teaching people to motivate others, work in teams, and also to foster creativity, imagination, entrepreneurialism, innovation. They're the things that are going to be key because at the moment, as I said, they're probably the bits that are most difficult to automate. Yeah, can't be replaced. And I know we're obviously all speculating here, but how far do we think AI and automation will go? I'm not really sure I'm qualified to comment. I'm, I'm not an expert. But it's a, it's a huge opportunity and there is, a, there is a, a huge risk. As there was fallout from the Industrial Revolution, we saw people exploited, we, saw, uh, we did see you know, people working for very little 
money in, in, in mills, particularly in the UK, in Derbyshire and Lancashire. I think it's important that government regulate the industry. I don't know, the, the possibilities potentially are endless. One of the things I was thinking about, whenever I talk, talk about automation, I think of the film Westworld. And for me, that's a film, I think, from about 1974. So younger people may not know it, but it was recently redone as a HBO series. And that's where tourists can go and visit a world populated by androids acting out a, a certain um, civilization. So in this particular one, they went to the Wild West and they lived as a one. They had gunslinging and, you know, uh, gambling in gin, gin joints. And it all went pear-shaped because the robots uh, had a virus and then started killing everybody. Um, but those sorts of things are potentially possible in the future without the disaster at the end, clearly. <laughs> but could, Hopefully. We be, we yeah, could, could the theme park of the future be a kind of Westworld-type environment where you can't tell uh, an android from a human um, in a totally safe environment? You know, I joke about it, but potentially I could see it going that way. But I think that will always be a barrier for AI and automation is people's perceptions. Yeah. And I think there will always be um, a curiosity, a slight nervousness towards it. I mean... It's ob- it, uh, but that will change as time goes on. There's probably the potential that the AI and the automation automation will be much more advanced than what we are perceived to be happy enough. to yeah, accept. Yeah, yeah. And a great example of that is automated uh, customer service lines. And and we were talking the other day about chatbots. Yeah. You know when you when you log on to your energy provider and and we didn't realise until quite recently much to our shame that it wasn't somebody sitting there on the other <laughs> end of a, an internet connection and those sorts of things and and there's still a perception as you said Ash people are maybe a little bit reluctant to interact with a bot with someone that, you know typically Definitely. particularly when you get the call can I call. speak to a real person yeah yeah, yeah. So, and that, that perception is going to have to be overcome before we accept widely into our world our lives and that will happen over time generations i mean it, a massive yeah. example of that is the way we watch tv recently been away with younger people and the way they watch tv is completely revolutionized to the way that we watch tv i know that's a small example but it does then lead on that there will be certain things that they accept that we potentially didn't accept yeah absolutely there'll be similar evolution yeah stuff that my children are doing is a completely alien concept to me i mean the one concern i that i do have around ai and automation is the need to tighten up the regulation to ensure that the existing gulf between rich and poor does not expand as a result of AI and robotics. What yeah. I mean by that is, is if we do bring in AI and robotics and they do take out lower-leveled, untrained, unskilled yeah, jobs, then what do we potentially do if there are people whose only skill set allows for that role? Yeah. yeah, and I think governments have got to play a huge part in that because... A certain demographic within society, as we've talked about, are at greater risk. And probably the most immediate risk, as has been going on for some time, is those workers that are in a repetitive, task-based role. So manufacturing production lines, they're probably at greatest risk. And as well as them potentially facing unemployment redundancy, as they do leave employment, the government faces a, a lower tax take. There's been talk of robot taxes. You know, How does the government replace that income stream that it loses through that it loses through automation, yeah. but but yeah, and, and people could profit from it as you're saying. Yeah, it just allows a lower cost to do more and more. And I know we touched on this earlier though, but from a from an education perspective, um, what should schools, colleges, universities be doing to equip young people and adult learners, graduates as well, to enter the world of work 
in the future? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't think we're geared up. Our education system isn't geared up currently towards this. But children, as Ash, you said earlier, with the example of children watching TV on YouTube, yeah, I think the younger generation are more open to evolution and adaptation. So I think there'll be an element of it which is natural. You know, as we think about now, Generation Z growing up with everything digital, social media, messaging, etc., etc. The younger generation now growing up will grow up and evolve with automation. So for them, it'll be it will be normal. I think it will be a case of um, a change in the way we educate ourselves in terms of lifelong learning. The AI and robotics will advance at such a pace that we will need to continually evolve yeah. to make sure that we are up to speed. Yeah, and educators play that play that part by ensuring access to lifelong learning opportunities. I think gone are the days where it's one job for life. It's probably a series of multiple jobs that are different and require retraining every time, potentially.